Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Well, hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good evening. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Did you get some rest, girl? I don't know why I was so tired. <laughs> I, The minute I got home from work today, it was like I could barely keep my eyes open. Ooh. And girl, then I just kind of Did you have a long week? What'd you say? Did you have a long week? Uh, yeah, it was pretty, it's been pretty busy at work. Okay, then that's so. probably why then, you know, it's catching up to you on a Friday night. You got to work tomorrow? Uh, no, we worked this, um, past weekend. Okay, well, therefore you can kind of sleep in tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited about that. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> are you guys getting any snow? Because I know I'm I'm uh, a couple of states uh, west of you, and I know we're getting some snow, so you probably get it tomorrow. Yeah, I think we're supposed to get, um, it's not supposed to be very much, excuse mm-hmm. me, um, I think it's just going to be like some flurries, but I'm not, the last time I watched the news, I don't, they said that it wasn't really supposed to accumulate into anything. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. All right. Well, welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I uh, recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And this is for the week of January 10th through January 14th. And we have officially entered season three. Right. Girl, can you believe it's been season three? I can't. I actually checked it last week. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. This is season three. Okay. I know this this still feels pretty new. (laughs) Right. I can't believe we've been on for almost going into our third year, girl. Yeah. That's awesome. It's been fun, too. It's been fun, and I'm glad that you guys continuously come back and listen to us as we talk about our favorite soaps every week. So we really appreciate all of you. And I appreciate you as well, Keisha, for tag teaming with me. Of course. I appreciated the invite. No problem. No problem. All right. So what we normally do is we recap the Young and the Restless in the first half of the show. Then we recap the Bold and the Beautiful in the second half of the show. And then we have a segment called Flip the Script where uh, we, if, if there's a particular storyline or scene that we wish we could change, that's where we flip the script. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into this. First of all, I wanted to start off by saying that the gentleman by the name of Richard Burgey, who plays um, Ashlyn Locke, he is out and being recasted by a new gentleman and I know a lot of people was wondering did he get fired did he leave the reason that he um, is out because he inadvertently violated Young and Restless COVID policy so that's what happened with him and and I uh, Guiding Lights Robert Newman if you guys ever watch Guiding Lights Mm -hmm. he's going to be the new Ashlyn Locke 
Yep. I'm I kind of, I kind of got comfortable with this Ashlyn. I don't know how the other guy is gonna be. I know. I I did too, but um, mm-hmm. he was one of my favorites on Guiding Light. Okay. So I I'm kind of excited to see him on on uh, Y and R. I, I just hope my he... question. Let me ask you, since you're more familiar with him, does mm-hmm. he look older than Ashlyn? I mean, the current Ashlyn. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't feel like he does. I feel like he looks around the same age okay. as the current Ashlyn. Because yeah. does he look older to you? It's to me he does because I mean right now this guy Richard Burgey who is the current Ashlyn he fits well with Victoria as being her husband. Mm-hmm. I gotta kind of see the other guy in action to see if they actually have on screen chemistry. Yeah, it will be um, interesting to see how he fits in, how he fits into that that character. Because the other thing about him is um, the character that he played on The Guiding Light was uh, mm-hmm. he was a the goody two shoes guy. He was always the hero and um, the good guy. So with Ashlyn's character, it's a little bit of a, Ashlyn's a little bit of a devious person. So it'll be interesting to see him play that kind of role. Okay. Wow. Yeah, but they said he inadvertently violated the YNR COVID policy. I don't, I don't know what that means. I could see if violating it by doing something purposefully. Yeah. But inadvertently, if he didn't know why, I don't know. So. Yeah, I was, I was, I agree. I, I wouldn't think that somebody will get fired for accidentally violating the policy. Let me see. What, what did he actually do? Um. Oh, okay. He, he, he went to the East Coast and came back over the Christmas break to visit his 97-year-old mother. Somewhere around Christmas, he tested positive for COVID. After testing positive, he said he took the necessary five days of quarantine, which is the CDC recommendations, before reporting back to work, where he subsequently tested negative for two consecutive days. The five-day quarantine was not in line with the 10-day policy that YNR had. So he came back too early. But I thought that the CDC, because a lot of companies have adopted the five-day rule now because so many people were getting Omicron Mm -hmm. that a lot of folks was out at these big companies, right? Mm -hmm. And which means under the old protocol, you had to be out 10 to 14 days. Well, a lot of companies couldn't afford mass amount of employees being out 10 to 14 days. This is just my perception. I'm not saying that's why they did it. So they shortened it to five days, but obviously Young and the Restless didn't change their policy. Yeah, that's what so, it sounds like. So he came back too early. He did everything right. The only thing is he came back in five days instead of ten. Why didn't they yeah, just send him back home? I know. I think that's a, a little... Say it again? I feel like that's a little harsher, harsh for them to fire him over that. Right. I mean, I could see if he kept it a secret, negative, I mean, test positive, then yeah, that's that's not right. You know? Yeah. But in this Especially case... Especially considering 
he had two negative tests. He ain't right. And the only difference is he came back five days early. I don't know. That's weird. That is a weird reason. It's almost like they were looking for something to to fire him if they fired him over that. Yeah, I mean, he lost his because he ever he quarantined, he took the test, he stayed away. Only difference is he thought that five days, which is what the CDC did announce at the end of December, I think, or early mm. December. But because even my company has changed theirs to five days. And I think mm-hmm. I was talking to my daughter, her job says it's five days there too. Yeah, we all we always follow the CDC guidance out at the base. So, yeah, but you know what? I could, t- I can kind of understand as an actor because there are a lot of romantic scenes, kissing scenes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So maybe they wanted to keep their ten day thing in place. I mean, because I guess it's, I don't know. It's just yeah, weird. I mean, it makes it that that makes sense too. But uh, like you said, he tested negative twice, right? After he uh, after those five days, so I feel like that should have been enough you know what I mean a little bit of mm-hmm. a, a, a giving them a peace of mind that he wasn't being reckless or anything like that right and just you know tell them next time this happens it needs to be 10 days we didn't switch to you know what the CDC said give them a warning or something but they yeah they just went on ahead and let him go yeah they cut him loose real quick mm-hmm. so now he's out of a job which I, I honestly think that he was doing a good job as Ashlyn. I would have rather for them to keep him around, but yeah. you know, I'm going to give the new guy a chance and see, because, I mean, obviously from w- your experience in watching Guiding Light, you know this new guy that is coming in, so. Right. Yeah. All right, and then another great thing that happened this week in uh, Young and the Restless News is First of all, happy birthday to Cameron Grimes. Her birthday was January 7th. And she got engaged the same day. So Yes, I saw that. Yep, she got engaged. Um, I guess his name is Brock Owl. I didn't even know she was dating. <laughs> I didn't I didn't either. I guess I don't really, I don't follow her on Instagram either. I only go to her page every so often. Like if I see something um, posted on the YNR page that she's tagged in or something like that, I might take a gander at her page. But yeah, I guess I didn't really, I didn't know whether or not she was dating somebody either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess they have been dating for couple years maybe and her birthday he that's interesting I know a lot of time people don't like sharing their birthday with engagements and stuff like that I don't know or their wedding day but you know I'm I'm happy for you know and obviously she's happy and her ring is is really really pretty too so Mm -hmm. yeah so congratulations to Cameron Grimes congratulations all right let's get started on this week's recap so uh, i usually give a summary for the week uh, michael reminisces as he contemplates his future nick loved ones throw him a surprise a birthday party 
Um, Victor asked Victoria to sell Newman Media to her. Um, Victor refuses to sell Newman Media to Victoria. And uh, let's see. Oh, what happened? Oop, I went went the wrong way. Hold on. You <laughs> <laughs> threw me off. Okay, Friday. Why is not giving me Friday stuff? Okay. And then today, um, Devon put in a request for share of custody with um with his attorney, that whole thing. And then of course we also saw that Adam put his foot down with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Storyline, because, I mean, the Michael thing and then the Nick birthday party, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even, I didn't get through the whole episode um, of Michael's, like, flashbacks and stuff like that. Yeah, and and you know what? You were right because last week you was asking me was he celebrating an anniversary? Yes, it was thirty years. Okay, that's what that was all about. It was his thirty year anniversary. I mean, a lot of people were complaining about the fact that they were bored with Monday episode of everything about um, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's, that's why. I, go ahead. What you say? I was just going to say, that's, that's usually with anybody. Like, I like Nick, but when they did the one episode where it was just about him, um, that the little Christmas episode mm-hmm. that they did, where I didn't, I didn't watch that whole thing either. Okay. Because I just, I don't know, there's something about those episodes where they do, I guess they didn't really do flashbacks in that one. It was just more of a, um, him just basically what was it like him going around to his loved ones and kind of like the ghost of christmas past or right or whatever it was um i I don't know it's just you you just feel like episodes like that is just a filler there's Mm -hmm. nothing contributing contributing to like the current storylines it's just all fluff so it's hard for me to sit through those and pay attention to them because i I feel like there's nothing, there's really nothing happening there. So I usually skip those kind of episodes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Monday was just in the in the fact that I'm, I could see if they went in and out of different storylines and threw Michael in there. The whole episode mm-hmm. was that. And granted, listen, I understand Michael been on or Christian LeBlanc been on the show for 30 years that's a long time we're talking 1992 yeah yep so you know i get it you know they wanted to make a tribute video but the problem is with the patience of the fans in this time period that we live in they really don't care (laughs) right (laughs) i mean because back in the day people was like oh my god that was such a great tribute to him oh that was so nice nowadays people are like come on can we get back to the drama yeah the only time i will put up with something like that is is if indeed it's like when catherine passed away or right the actress that played um the guy that played neil right Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I don't mind sitting through them when it's like that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. 
any other time. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna sit through it. <laughs> right, exactly. I get it. I get it. So we're gonna just go past that. It was nice. They tributed him. Cool. You know. Yeah. Um the other thing, I would say the two other biggest storylines this week is this whole thing with Chelsea, Adam and Sally. Mm-hmm. And then this whole thing with Amanda I mean, with with uh, Devon and Chance and uh, Abby. Do you yep. agree? Yep. Okay. Um, and then there was this whole thing with Lily doing a spot check with everybody, and it was like, yeah, I was so annoyed with that. I was so, I was like, Adam, would you please throw her out? <laughs> right. <laughs> like you went all the way down to his office to ask him about that text, a text message. Like, why not just ignore it? What do you think he's going to admit to you by going down there and asking him what his cryptic text meant? Because if it, if he was trying to be, you know, sly about something, he wasn't going to admit it to you. I mean, and exactly. And he was like, I meant what I said. Good luck at Chancellor. Well, what does that mean? Are you trying to come after me? I'm like, girl, okay, if you this freaking paranoid, really? How are you supposed to run a company if you think everybody's coming for your neck? Right. You know, and I mean, the problem is, Billy's, like you said, you know, at first I was like, mm, maybe get him a job and hire him something to do. Honestly, I agree with you now. Billy don't need to be at that company. Mm-mm. Nope. Billy needs yeah. to go figure himself out. Yes, and it 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 still frustrates and annoys me that she is so desperate to have him there. I know. Like, I want her to concentrate on her, mm-hmm. herself, and that job, and learning that job, and you know, running Chancellor. Like I feel like him there is going to be a distraction for her because she's going to be so worried about what he's getting into, right? And if he's happy with his job and all that kind of stuff, right? But for whatever reason, she's just she's just so desperate to have Billy work there, and and now she's running around, like you said, running around checking up behind him. And it's like the that because she did that with Ashlyn too. She and yeah. Ashlyn, like, look, I just got good news. My cancer is pretty much. I just told your cousin. That's what he said. I just told your cousin that my cancer is. <laughs> you know, backing off and stuff like that. I got a whole lot of stuff to be focused on and I'll be worried about Billy Abbott. Right. You know, and it's like, girl, go sit down somewhere. But I was sure, I mean, she became antagonizing to me when it came to Adam. I was like, would you throw her out of that office? And I'm glad Victor walked up in there. Yeah. Yeah, she was in there for way too long asking questions. Trying to figure out what Adam's motives were and it's I, I wanted her to just leave like just just walk out Lily I'm with you I wanted Adam to tell her get out of my office please I told you mm-hmm. what I told you that's what I meant there's nothing else behind it I don't have anything else to say about it I'm not gonna sit here and argue back and forth with you about Billy and um, what direction his life is headed in right now <laughs> right you know what's interesting? Because we also got to talk about what's going to lead us. We Since we're on this storyline, it lead us into Victoria. Mm-hmm. They don't want Adam to change. Nobody, Ray doesn't want him to change. 
Victoria doesn't want him to change. I, I, Victor, I mean, not Victor, Lily doesn't want him to change because when it's too quiet, they want to poke the bear. Mm-hmm. And then when he retaliates or do something, then they come back and say, see, I thought so. You ain't never changed. It's like, would y'all leave that man alone? Right. <laughs> leave him alone. You know, I mean, Victoria, ooh, okay, let's go into that. So, the other thing that this leads us into before we even talk about Chelsea and Sally um, is this whole ploy that Victoria now has won the bid to Chancecom. So, she got Chancecom back in the fold because that was a, a Newman Media company that she sold off to Billy, right? Mm-hmm. Now, she want to be greedy and try to take Newman Media too because that used to be Ashland's media brand as Syaxeries. Right. So she you know she told a half truth to her father, right? Did you did you notice that? Uh I don't think I caught it. Okay. So when she tried to throw Adam under the bus about him not putting Billy's plan out the way quicker and she took the credit for it. I was the one that put a stop to this. She didn't tell Victor that she also was about to sign up with Billy and Lily to take this plan into a whole different direction to take Mm -hmm. that company down. Yeah, well, it wasn't almost. She did sign up for it. Yeah, she did. (laughs) She She was ready to put that plan in motion. Yeah, but she had Victor thinking that she was the one that stopped Billy, period, and that ended it right there. And I'm like, no, you didn't tell that bald-headed, bold-faced lie. Mm-hmm. And Victor believes it because now he's second-guessing Adam. Yeah, which I thought that was kind of an overreaction. Like, what Adam witnessed when it came to Billy was it was believable. Right. You know what I mean? So for him to for him to to try to get on Adam about how he didn't recognize that Billy was playing them and make it seem like um I don't know, Adam is less than because he didn't catch on. I thought that was kind of a, I thought that was an overreaction and was kind of lame for Victor to um to make him feel like that. And the only reason why Victoria um, caught Billy in his lie was because he she he spilled that apple juice. Exactly, I was just about to say that. Go ahead. So it wasn't like she was able to scope out that something was you know off or that she felt like what he was doing was weird or you know what I mean. She wasn't skeptical about what was going on. She now, just happened this- to spill that drink. And this is one time where I wish Lily was around to tell Victor and blow up her spot. Because Victoria, I mean, Lily would have been like, hold on, hold on, hold on. The only reason your daughter even found out about it was because of the fact that because remember all this time, Victoria thought that Billy was falling off the wagon too. Right. She only figured that out because of the spilling of that freaking apple juice. And then turn around and decide, ooh, I want a piece of this because I need to get Newman. This is what we need to do. We need to step up the plan. She was, girl, 
But like you say, that's an overreaction on Victor's part, which is why I always said Adam needs to do his own thing away from Victor. Because mm-hmm. Victor always play his kids against each other. Yep. That's why Nick don't want no parts of it. Yeah. I can hear you like your, your sound went down or something. What about now? Okay, that's better. Okay. Now what'd you say? Oh, nothing. I was just agreeing with you about him playing his kids against each other. You know, and now he's basically telling Adam, you know, I'm going to take a more active role, pretty much saying I need to keep an eye on this place and you. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Because Victoria didn't sit up there and threw this whole bug in his ear. And it's like... Yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm so over this thing. And I don't mind a good challenge. But this whole thing with how Victoria... And then she turned around and get mad. She said... She's being a hypocrite, right? Mm-hmm. So she says, I know that some people can call me... Hold Okay. Oh, okay. My son has just walked in here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, somebody can call me getting my position nepotism because, hey, you know, I, I didn't have to do too much to get this, but how is it that Adam could just be handed a company? And I'm like, are you serious? You got one of the biggest conglomerates in the world that your daddy turned over to you. It's the same thing like Billy was saying about Adam. Right. You know, remember he was saying, I can't believe that his daddy just hands him the company when Jill handed you the company too. Yep. They are they worried about Victor giving him some work to do. But then y'all got the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I um <clears throat> I wasn't expecting Victor to, to tell Adam that he wanted to take a more active role in the company. Me either. Based on him not being able to suss out that Billy was um, was acting this whole time. I'm like, that's the reason you're getting... It, it felt to me like he was just looking for a reason to um, to be more present in the company with him using that excuse. Well, and well, the other thing is, is that he's trying to say that he should have saw Billy coming a mile away like Victoria did. And see, the problem with that is that tends to make, I guess, in his eyes, Victoria look more like an astute business owner that you can spot a threat to a company coming in. But she's not telling the whole truth. And that's what I hope he runs into, like the moment that Victor ran into um, to Lily in the office. I need them to have another moment so that Lily can now run her mouth and tell Victor everything, including the part that Victoria played in this. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to make a point to do that or if they're just going to gloss over that whole thing. Girl, I would love it if they did. Love it. Because that's going to look like a huge betrayal because you didn't give the whole truth. Now, Adam didn't tell the whole truth either. Because when Victor went back over to Adam and, you know, was saying all this stuff, he asked Adam, 
did Sally have a part in the videos and the pictures? And he was like, no, Sally didn't do anything. She had, I know who it was, but it wasn't her. And I'm like, oh, Adam, no. <laughs> they admitted to, um, I thought Victor knew Sally was doing those videos. Uh, well, if unless it's a writer's flaw on Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday's episode, Victor came back into that office and asked him, and Adam told a bold faced lie that said, told him that Sally had nothing to do with sending them videos and stuff. Remember when, um, when Victor had called her in his house? I thought that was the reason why he called her there was because he found out that she was the one. Right, um, but that's fine. Saying he knows, but um, Adam doesn't know that Victor know. So that makes him look really bad. Hmm. I'm looking at, let me see, where was that? Um, it must have been when, was it Wednesday? Oh, right there. Okay, here it is, right here. It says, Victor told Adam that it was tantamount to Billy saying he had all the information on him, but he had no intention of using it. Adam claimed it wasn't the same, and he claimed he wasn't anything like Billy. Adam said he would have only used the videos to challenge Billy Billy's credibility. Victor said Billy would have pushed Adam to use them. Then it says Victor questioned Sally's involvement. Adam claimed she wasn't involved. Sally had been just as shocked as he has been when Billy blurted out the truth. Adam assured Victor that... Oh. Yes. I get it. So Victor was asking, was Sally involved with the... um, uh, the way I interpreted that was Victor was asking, did Sally know that Billy was uh, was playing us? Like, was she in on it? Because she was sending you those videos, so was she in on it trying to make you think that Billy was um, was drunk, or was she really, like, surprised? Like, how we I mean, all... I, I guess, I mean, it depends on, because I thought, sure, that's what he meant. Because I remember her talking to Victor at the at the ranch about it. Yes, she did. So so Victor Victor knew that she was trying and taking those videos. So I think the way Victor was thinking was like, was she in on it with Billy? Like was she actually helping Billy? And that's why she was sending you those videos. And that's why Adam said no, she was just as surprised as I was when, when Billy blurted it out. Well, see, I thought it meant, I thought Victor was testing him because Adam kept that from Victor. He, the one on the side, meaning Victor, chose to talk to Sally to find out about that, about that stuff, right? So Adam knows about that, though, because Sally told him. Sally, I remember Sally telling him that Victor um, summoned her to his house. And was questioning her about her intentions. Yeah, but I thought sure she told him. I don't know. Will I mean? Either way, you know this, this whole thing about Victor 
is that's coming back saying I need to take a more active role after what Victoria told him and this whole Billy thing it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. you know because that's the reason you want to come back because somebody told you he wasn't quick enough to understand the threat you know? yeah that's that's why I feel like Victor was just waiting for the opportunity um, looking for an excuse to, to say that he needed to take a more active role in the company because that's kind of a lame excuse. It is. It is, you know. So, yeah, I, I can't wait. Victoria need to get her. She's like, I'm not a vindictive person. I'm like, yeah, you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're the epitome of vindictive. <laughs> yeah, because she was, because they keep asking her, are you sure this is not trying to stick it to Adam? No, this is not about punishment. This is not about that. I'm not a vindictive person. I'm like, girl, please. Right. He turned around the same sentence, was pissed off about the fact that um, he got a free company. Okay. If you're not a vindictive, why do you care how he got it? Right. You got plenty of, of company over there on your side of the house. Why don't you just concentrate on that? Yep. Now, let's go further into the week because Victor decided not to give Victoria uh, the opportunity to buy Newman Media, which I was glad about that because it's not mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. And like Victor said, I gave that boy that company so he can prove to be a better person. Why would I take that from him? All that's going to do is make him angry. And resentful, and then we everybody be back to square one, talking about how horrible of a person Adam is, because now he's pissed off because y'all keep messing with him. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm glad Victor didn't, because I was like, please don't do this. Don't. Do yes, this. I I was glad that he told her no too, was, and she had the nerve to have an attitude about it. Yeah, she was mad. Girl, you she just got chance come back, and you got the one of the biggest com- companies in the world, and you pissed off because Adam got little little old Newman Media. Come mm-hmm. on, she greedy, greedy and spoiled. Greedy. Exactly, you know. And now, did you find it interesting? Because that means something huge is coming. Remember that when uh, uh, Victor got back home and he was playing chess, mm-hmm. and um. Nikki walked in, right? Mm-hmm. And they was talking about how, you know, everybody, everything seems to be in place and everything is too smooth. And Adam, mm-hmm. uh, Victor was like, I don't know, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop because that means that something big is coming from the horizon. Yep. I'm wondering what it is. Now, people have been speculating that there's more secrets to come. And I've even seen some spoilers about more secrets to come out on Ashland. Yeah, I keep seeing a little um, room, a little rumor mill about that too. There is something about the fact that I heard that um, Victor is supposed to wage war on something. The question is what? And yeah, that's going to be interesting because who is he pissed off at? Is it because is it Billy again? Hope not. I'm sick of it. Is mm-hmm. it he find out Victoria 
you know, undercut him or tried to take the company and she lied about everything and her involvement, that would be great. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Throw her out. <laughs> I feel like they're about to go in the direction of him and Adam because oh, no, no, no. he's stepping because he's going to be more active in that company now and I I feel like they're about to start buffing heads again and I mean I hope that that doesn't happen Mm -hmm. but um, I don't know I don't have a good feeling about it well did you see the preview for next week where um, you had Ashlyn and Victoria sitting down talking to Adam saying don't be too sure that Victor is going to always be on your side. He turned around and said, don't be too sure that I'm going to be sticking up for the two of you. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. My thing is, Adam had her back. He had her back at that wedding. Mm -hmm. All of that. The only thing that they did, and even that's what all of this was about anyway. You know, and then when Adam decided to go after Chance come, Victoria decided to try to outrun her brother. Yeah. You know, for this company. And so now she's still after all of that, after everything he did for her at at um in Tuscany, she cannot forgive this man. So let me say this right quick and then we can move on to the whole Chelsea thing. Mm-hmm. There was a running thread on Facebook last week about how unappreciative Faith is regarding um, Adam. Did you see that? I didn't I didn't like get into it and read it but I saw the post about her not being um, appreciative of what Adam did for her. Yeah because I guess it led off of that whole thing where we saw and was that this week or last week where we saw um, Moses really being more appreciative to Adam because if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't be here. You remember I, that? Mm-hmm. That was the coffee house. Was that last week or this week? I think that was last week. Okay. But yes, I do remember. Um, I remember him saying that to, to Adam. You know, and so it sparked that whole conversation on social media where she's always snarky when you come around or she has this attitude of, I just really don't care. And I get it. He's done some crazy things, right? Mm -hmm. But that man saved her three times. Saved her father. And that tornado that they were stuck in Kansas when he was trying to get back to bring Adam back to uh, Genoa City to give up his kidney. Mm-hmm. And then saving Sharon a couple times with the tornado that was back in the day and all of this type of stuff. And it's like, at what point does any of his good deeds ever be appreciated? But y'all always highlight dudes, things that he's done that wasn't not so good. You know what I mean? And so it, that's what that whole running thread was about. It was pretty interesting to comment. Now, was she... I don't really remember what Faith... <coughs> excuse me. What her reaction was when Moses said that. Did she Did she seem 
ungrateful or like whatever. It, yeah, pretty much. She was nonchalant, okay. you know, because he was more happy about it anything, and she had this nonchalant attitude, and so a lot of people didn't didn't like how that played out, you mm, know, because okay. technically she could have died without that kidney. Because nobody was a match. She was a B negative and a blood type or something. It was rare. Mm -hmm. And this man is a match. And he gives up a whole organ for you. And it's not enough. And it's the same thing with Victoria. You know, I mean, granted, that's her niece. It's not her daughter. But it's like it just doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people are just like, do y'all really want this man to change or y'all just want to keep poking at him, keep being angry, starting stuff with him. And then when he get mad enough to retaliate, then y'all throw it back in his face. See, you never changed. So, yeah, that was pretty. Oh, Victoria definitely don't care if he changed or not because she's going to treat him the same no matter what. Well, here's the thing. Did you catch what she said today? One of the things that she said today is that Victor had always seen Adam as more like him than anything. And she wants that. She wants that title. That's mm-hmm. what this comes about. She's jealous of that man. Yeah. And she's trying to do everything in her power to prove that she's smarter, that she's going to try to outdo him. I'm going to try my best to make him look like trash, even if that means taking his company away from him because I don't want Pops to look more at him than he does at me. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he said something like you're, then you say something to her like you, you're Victor, um, Victor Newman's daughter or something like that that he said to her and then and then when she turned around and asked uh, to buy their media company back and he told her no and she was like you just you just got finished telling me I'm Victor Newman's daughter exactly you were proud of me and blah 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 and you're gonna tell me no yep that's exactly what she did she turned around and tried to use his words against him to shame him for what he said and it's like uh, pretty much call him a hypocrite. How you gonna say that I'm your daughter and this, that, and the third, but you're not gonna let me do this, that, and the third? And it's like, mm-hmm. girl, please stop. That's why I'm hoping somebody, even if it's Ashlyn, that got more secrets, that whole thing just blow up in her face because she's a she's a very vindictive, evil person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. Okay, so. Anything else on that? Because we still got to talk about Chelsea and Sally. Um, no, I don't have anything else on that one. Okay, girl, these two women—a mess, both a hot of- mess. <laughs> and Chloe is caught right in the middle. Only thing I don't like is that as hard as she coming at Sally about staying away from Adam. She don't go as hard again on Chelsea about that. Yeah. I mean, she talks to Sally like she's a child. Now, sometimes I will say Sally can be very conniving and she do some underhanded, sneaky things. So, Mm. but you talk to that girl very direct. This is not a request. This is an order. You want to do this, that, and the third. And 
Chelsea sits up and tell Chloe to her face, I'm going after Adam. And she's like, why? Please don't. Are you sure? You don't want to go back into that. I'm like, why don't you come at her like you come at Sally? So I will say the difference The difference there is, what I, well, from what I feel like, the difference is mm-hmm. Sally is her employee. So she can be direct with her and tell her, like, this, I'm not going to deal with this behavior. This is unacceptable, blah, blah, blah. Chelsea isn't, Chelsea doesn't work for Chloe. Not saying mm-hmm. that she can be disrespectful to, to Sally because Sally's a grown woman. But I feel like the way that she talked to Sally is how Sally needs to be talked to because Sally is hard-headed and she needs somebody to be direct with her and tell her because she's always pushing those boundaries and she she Sally is like one of those kids that you tell them not to touch something and they look you dead in the eye and sneak their little hand on over there and touch it anyway and, and stare at you while they do it to see what your reaction is going to be. That's how Sally is. And um, I feel like she has pushed so many boundaries with Chloe and with that whole situation in general unnecessarily that she needs somebody to to look at her and say, if you don't stop doing this, I'm going to fire you or this is going to happen or this is going to happen. Like I'm telling you to stop or this is the effect that it's going to have on your career because that seems to be the only thing that can possibly get through to her. And as we see, as the week went on, even then, Sally still didn't listen. She she did the thing that she always does, where she gives some type of heartfelt apology. She overdoes it with that to where it seems disingenuine. And then so she it's like she sees the light one day and the very next day she goes right back to doing what got her in trouble before because she did she did it again with Adam she tried to get Adam to come with her to New York I was actually smiling about that one I was hoping he said yes because he gave her that coat too and Mm -hmm. so I was like because he was like oh are you cold and he took off his coat and put it around her shoulders. And then she was like, you got business in New York? And he was like, yeah, I got a little bit of business out there. I got to go to New York. Why don't you come? And I'm like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a, a thing with Team Sally and Team Chelsea when it comes to Adam and the Adam fans group. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, I kind of, I still, I, we, we've been there and done that and seen that with him and Chelsea. It's like, really, she half near killed a man, which that conversation came up today. But I kind of want to see the romantic chemistry between those two. I really would like to see that. And especially if it's in New York. Why not? I used to, but I'm, I'm over it just because I'm tired of Sally and her games. And I feel like her intentions and this whole thing, uh, the way that, to me, the way she has handled this whole thing with Chelsea, and I don't want to see Adam with Chelsea either. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done with those two as well. But I feel like the way Sally has handled this whole thing when it comes to Adam is she has intentionally said and done things mm-hmm. to try to make Chelsea jealous of her relationship with Adam. 
and this is this is um the woman that you're working for so to me the way she is mixing it and it's not the same with chelsea because that's her ex-husband they have a child together mm-hmm. the, the dynamic with her and adam is going to be different than what it what it what it would be with sally so to me i just think it's really messy of her to purposely do and say things to make the woman that you're working for jealous mm-hmm. and like all the little conniving and little little snide remarks that she tries to throw at Chelsea that's what I don't like I don't I don't like when she does that I think that is um very petty of her and she's doing it on purpose gotcha so well I will what she tried to do is pull the whole what why don't you come to New York with me thing after she's already tried to or not try but after she did that little fake apology to Chelsea twice pretending like she really wants to work with her and get along with her and make their working relationship work you go out there and then try to convince Adam to go to New York with you yeah well and then I- rub it in her face that Adam put his coat around you because it was cold outside like yeah I don't I don't like it well, I will say this is that um you know, I think Chelsea cuz what what we was talking about is the whole thing about whether or not you know, Chloe should have put that directness toward Chelsea as well. Mm-hmm. And what she could have told her is like, look, you know what? I don't want to see you go down the path. The only reason that I came over here to work under Adam was because trying to save a place for you so you can work and get back to your life. But if you're going to come over here with these shenanigans, I can't partner with you. I just can't. And maybe that would have, could have put much, it didn't work with Sally like you just stated, you know. But you see what Adam did today, though. Adam put his foot down and Mm -hmm. said, you know what? If you can't get it through your head that we're not going to be together, maybe this ain't the right place for you to work. Yeah, and I, I don't blame Adam for saying that either because Chelsea is continually right. trying to convince him to give her another chance. And he's already told her no multiple times. Exactly. So I don't blame him for that one. Yeah, right. And so I'm glad that he said something, but my question is, is that is this going to send her spiraling now? Because now she's throwing glass and all this old kind of stuff. You know, she's pissed off. Some people thought that they were trying to chem test her with chance. Uh, Remember when they were talking in the coffee house? Yeah, I didn't I didn't take that as At a kid. At first, I was kind of like, what is this? But then I let it go because it looked like it was just a plain conversation. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch any vibes there that they were trying to do anything with that one. Um Yeah, I I don't know what they were trying to do there. And then she brought up Sharon again. Who was mm. she talking to? She was talking to Chance, I think. It was Chance, yeah. Talking about well, you know, and I'm like, Sharon is nowhere to be found on his radar. The only person that you was worried about right now is Sally. Why do you even bring up Sharon? Yeah, I didn't get that either. I didn't get that. And so I'm like, are you really help are you really healthy or do you need to have another session? Because 
you know, you now obsessing over Sharon, who has nothing to do with nothing right now, mm-hmm. and the fact that you throwing glass because you didn't get your way when Adam told you stop playing. I ain't interested. Yeah. Now I will say with Adam, mm-hmm. he kind of did the same thing with her that he does with Sally, where he'll tell Sally I'm not interested, and then they'll go on some little not date or whatever. They're well, just... yeah, he's definitely playing that game with Sally. I don't. I think he legitimately thought that they were going to talk about Connor, and she flipped the subject. Okay, when they wouldn't have those drinks. Right, when they wouldn't have those drinks, he she was like, we got a lot to talk about. And he was like, yeah, Connor, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, she was like, no, there's something else. I think, and then he was like, well, if it's what I think it is, we're not going down that path again. I've already told you. And she kept pushing. Yeah. Pushing, and he was like, you know what? Look, if you can't accept no, Maybe we shouldn't work together. This ain't gonna work. We can still co-parent, but we can't work in the same place of employment. She got pissed off. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I'm like, somebody got to tell her. But my question is, does this mean that she stopped? Because obviously Sally hasn't. Right. So are they? Is she gonna go off to? But I will say. She Sally was right about this because remember Sally made a statement. She said that, you know, whether she told us to Chloe, whether you send me out of town or not, she uh, Chelsea is still going to have to face the fact that Adam doesn't want anything to do with her. How is she going to deal with that, whether I'm around or not? Remember, she said that on Thursday. Yep. Yeah, no, I remember that, and she's mm-hmm. right. She is right. So, I mean, because you can send a woman far away, but if that man is going to follow her to where she is, it makes no difference. Right. You know, so I don't know why Chelsea and Chloe thought, oh, just send her to New York. Maybe that'll help. And it's like, Adam could have an epiphany one day and say, you know what, shoot, I'm sick of all this. I'm going to fly to New York. You can't do nothing about that. The man decided to chase after that girl. Yeah, but isn't she, wasn't the New York thing just a business trip? They weren't trying well, to station her there. Well, that's the thing. If you when when Chloe and Chelsea was talking, they was like, "Good, you got her out of town," you know, because I mean, and hopefully she won't figure out that's what we're trying to do. And I'm like, the girl ain't stupid. That's why she told her, "I know y'all trying to fly me out of town, and if that's what you're gonna do, fine." But that's when she started talking about the reality check that Chelsea was going to get, whether she was there or not. So, you know, and she got one. Adam pretty much told her, thanks, but no thanks. So, anywho, I'm curious to see if they're going to actually now build on something with Sally and Adam. I would be open to it. I know you're over it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm over it and I just don't think it's I just I still don't think it's a good look because they all literally work together yeah I just I just want Adam to have a new romance he has not been in a solid relationship for a while and I, I won't even call the Chelsea thing solid because all they did was so toxic 
you know, with the whole elevator thing and then her having the whole, um, you know, breakdown and tried to kill Ray. I want to see whether he's actually a couple and people can actually see, even if it don't have to be her, somebody, get that man somebody to be with. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what I was hoping for. And if you're not going to put Sharon with him, because they don't look like they're doing that. They're going to probably put Sharon with Nick. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, I see that coming too. Just give him somebody, you know, else, you know, outside of Chelsea and Sharon, whoever, you know. Right. Um, Okay storyline that is just outrageous and people are having a fit about it and that's this whole thing with Devon wanting mm. share custody girl I'm... I think the thing that bothers me the most with this storyline is how nonchalant um, he and Amanda and Nate mm-hmm. are and Lily and Lily because they're they're acting as if Dominic was was born and given up for adoption and Devon knew nothing about it. Correct. They're they're acting as if as, as if this little boy is being raised by um savages. Yeah. And it's like how I don't understand how you guys are justifying this, that this is okay. And when um, Amanda was talking about it and she was like, you know, we may have to get ugly because they're not going to give like this isn't going to be easy. Mm -hmm. You're going to you're probably going to have to like pull out all the stops um, and we may have to play dirty because, I mean, basically. He's he's fighting an uphill uphill battle. Mm-hmm. So Amanda was basically trying to warn him up front, like, we're, look, we're going to have to do some stuff that you probably aren't going to like because these are your friends. So I need you to be prepared for that. And then she also said something like, um, you also need to be prepared for if this doesn't go your way in court, what happens to your relationship? Because they may completely remove you from Dom's life. And he's like, oh, she wouldn't do that. Girl, I was looking and at it's him, like, like the, are you serious? Yeah. I'm like, you don't think that this woman, after you're about to take her to court for custody, after you guys had clearly set an agreement that you were donating your sperm, but that this baby was going to be hers and chances. And now you, you're about to put their um, their parenting into question. You're about to put chances, mental state, Mm-hmm. on trial and basically say that he's not fit to be a parent and you don't think that after this is done that they're going to, to snatch that little boy from you and now you have no access to him at all and just because you and her are friends like this is going to change everything with your relationship you're about to lose your friend and Dominic yeah, and the other thing is, is did you see how Amanda was moving today too? Because she pushed this thing, and then when it was time when he decided to do it, well, are you sure? I don't know. I, I'm like, oh, now you want to throw doubt? 
Because then she was the one that brought up when they were back at the house about the fact that you could lose everything. You And that's when he was like, like you just said, um, oh, no, they won't do that. They won't stop me from seeing. And I'm like, oh, now you want to play the soft tiptoe and walk on eggshell road now when you was gassing this dude up for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think she, I think, I felt like she was doing that because he said he wanted to be the one to tell to tell Abby about what he was planning to do. He didn't want it because Amanda was like, "It. I think it's best if you let me handle this as your lawyer and let me talk, um, talk to their lawyer instead of you getting, you know, instead of you doing it because um, this will get personal. And he's like, well, this is personal and I owe it to I owe it to Abby to tell her to her face what I'm planning on doing. So she was trying to, I, I think she was trying to tell him that it wasn't a good idea for him to go over there and tell Abby and that it should be her talking to their lawyer. He was like, well, no, I don't think that's right. Cause, cause of our relationship, I owe it to her to tell her to her face. I, I don't, I, I just, a lot of people are highly upset with the writing of this storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I've saw a lot of comments like what are the writers doing some people actually thought it was hurtful some folks actually triggered by the storyline because mm. I saw a couple folks was like how could you do this you know how hard it is for people to women to have children and then they go in a situation now this donor want to take it back you know it's it's a crazy storyline because of the fact that you knew what you signed up for I don't care what happened during the the time period of you delivering this baby and all this stuff. You know, talking about he needs to do what's best for Dominic and for himself. He didn't even put Abby in chance in that equation. Mm-mm, not at all. Like I said last week, he's being extremely selfish. I need to do what's best for me and that's for Dominic. And it's like Dude, you acting like they neglected this kid. They're not feeding him. They left him in a hot car or something. Right. You know, or he's malnourished or he's not getting, you know, whatever his necessarily daily needs. You know, and then you're going to come up in here talking about I'm concerned about. Then did you see the previews for next week? The reason that he's doing this is because he's concerned about Dominic's psychological health. And I'm like. Do you think splitting him in between three homes or two, splitting him in between two homes where he got Abby, Chance, and now you, and you going back and forth, all this stuff, what do you think that's going to do? Do you think they psychologically damaging this baby? Yeah, and that's where I'm like, what proof are you about to give? Um, that shows that they that they're doing some type of damage to this baby's mental health and well being. Exactly, and then he threw up in in uh, Chance's face because Chance confided in him in that whole mm-hmm. conversation from a couple weeks ago, and you turn around and want to use that as leverage to your benefit. That is so disingenuous. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. That's why Abby was looking like. Because when he said, I, I, you know what, I took in consideration the last conversation me and Chance had. And that's what made me want to do this. I'm like, oh, man. Now he's going to regret ever telling you anything. Right. And I don't even feel like 
Chance didn't even say anything in that conversation that was exactly. alarming. All he talked about was his concern about learning how to be a father. Exactly. Which I would think that any human being would have that concern. They're worried about, you know, wanting to be a, a good parent to their child. And in Chance's case, you know, he's he's got to learn how to be a parent because this is his first child in addition to trying to reacclimate his life um, from what he had just went through for a year. Which, you know, like we said before, that's a normal thing for people in the military when they are deployed for a certain amount of time. They got to come back into their home. They mm-hmm. could have had a child that was born in that time that they were deployed. So they got to figure out, you know, what it what it is to be a parent in addition to um, getting to know that this newborn baby that that was born while they were gone. Like that's a normal thing. So for him to for Devon to take advantage of that situation, which that's what he's doing, he's taking advantage of what Chance is going through right now, using it against him is um it's hor- that's terrible abby's supposed to be one of his best friends yeah and I you're know. exploiting their situation for your game exactly and that's interesting that you said he really didn't say anything of any- i could see if he said i i've been yelling at the baby and having nightmares or you know i can't do this and i'm having anxiety and you know, I left the baby in the house and ran out the back door because I just can't take the screaming. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But that's something that he and Abby needs to deal with. All right. he said is that he's making adjustments to be a new father. That's yep. what most first-time parents say anyway. Yes. new to us. We got to learn sleeping habits. We got to learn what this baby needs, what it cries for. What that means is it home is the baby hungry? Is it went to the bathroom? Whatever, those are things new parents always going to have a concern about. This is no different in this situation, right? You know, and like you said, he exploited what um chance said to him as a friend, supposedly. Yeah. And then now you want to use that in him talking about whether or not this baby going to get psychological support. Man, get out of here. Yeah, he just he ain't doing nothing but coming up with excuses and reasons as to why he basically wants to be Dominic's father now. Uh, Why won't he just be honest? Why won't he just say, I have a connection to this kid because it's in my bloodline. Just keep it real. Mm Mm-hmm. Stop trying to blame the parents and come up with all types of stuff as if something's wrong with them so you can have a leg to stand on in court. Right. He, but he know that wouldn't fly if he was to go to court and say, well, I know I was the donor, but now that I see this kid, he has my blood running through him. I want this kid to be mine. The, the judge going to laugh you out of court because you got a contract. Yep. But he figured like, okay, I can't stand on just those feelings. So now I got to use something as a form of a defense against them in order to get this to work. That's all this is. Yep. And, I, you know, and a lot of people was like, man, and it's changing the temperature of how they feel about Devon because there was a lot of people that really liked him. Now he was like, oh, man, you know, 
I really don't like the Devon character anymore. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And they pissed off at Amanda, too, because she pushed it. She's egging it on. She's the one that keeps bringing She's trying to relive her old issues through mm-hmm. this kid. And I was like, no, no, no. You and your daddy and what happened with your mama and granddaddy ain't got nothing to do with nothing when it comes to Abby and Dominic. Right. Not the same situation. Yeah, not the same. It's not the same. You know, yeah. she wanted her father. They can't keep you away. You have a right to feel what you're like. Wait a minute, he's was a sperm donor. Right. And yeah, <laughs> he's right. He does have a right to feel how he feels about the little boy, but mm-hmm. he does not have a right to try to take to try to to gain some type of legal custody of him. Correct. That was not in the plan. That's not that wasn't in the contract. Nope. Um, and I, I just um I I just wonder like when Mariah goes to talk to Devon because she actually seemed a little more calm about the situation than okay. what I expected her to be. I thought she was gonna be like outraged when she found out. Right. But she was well, I kinda understand, you know, what he's going through because that's how I felt for a little while and I just had to take a step back so I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go talk to him and you know see how I can help and I thought she was gonna like go to his house and like go off on him but she was actually um very calm and understanding about it yeah she was yeah but I, I just there's hasn't been one person outside of Abby and Chance that has said to Devon, this is a bad idea other than Lily who started out started out in that direction and then went the other direction after she talked to Devon. Here's the other piece that Devon is not realizing is that you're going up against Victor Newman's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you about to not only take on Abby and Chance, you about to take on the Newmans and the Abbots. Why would you even want to do that? Right. Because here's the thing, if Victor gets whiff of this, you Which know, because he... he's very protective about his kids and graduates. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to have him come in there, I said, oh, girl, that's going to be crazy. You about to alienate everybody in that town yeah. that was around y'all. I mean, you talking about two huge families. And him and Nick are good friends. So how's exactly. Nick going Exactly. Out. That's right, because they team up for New Hope. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this been a turn. I'm wondering if the right what is it? Oh, we coming up on February sweeps. So that maybe this is the direction that they're going into with this whole thing. This is about to be a war. Maybe that's what they meant. That could be what they meant when they said Victor Newman was about to go to war. I don't know if he's talking about his daughter, Adam, or is this situation is what he's referring to. Yeah, but I just and and they haven't brought that up. I'm surprised nobody has said, Devon. Do you realize what you up against? Even Amanda didn't bring it up. She brought it up that oh, you know, you might end up alienating them from you, but nobody's brought up the fact that you might have to go up against Victor <laughs> for, yeah. for this for this baby. That's his grandson, yep. biological grandson. 
What'd you say? Yeah. I was just gonna I was just gonna say it ain't gonna be he might have to. Victor is going to take over that case. Oh absolutely. And basically basically in this whole thing. <laughs> yep. So I'm wondering if that's if they turn this into a big circus with this thing that could be huge and that definitely would lead into February sweeps because we already did the November sweeps which really wasn't nothing but Mm -hmm. um, we're coming up on February sweeps so we'll see I'm hoping that uh, I guess that's the two biggest things is Victoria coming after Adam again and now this whole circus with this court case that Devon is bringing so be an interesting uh, couple of storylines for the next. Yeah, I tell you what, I can't wait until the judge tells Devon, uh, no, this is not happening. And Abby tells Devon, you will, you will never see my son again. You ruined yeah, it. One, throw a curveball. Oh, there, I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there's going to be something that falls in Devon's favor for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's not going to last. He ain't going to get custody of that little boy. Mm-mm. And people are like, why won't Amanda go get him a kid? <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody's saying. Well, you know, you want a kid so bad, you got a whole girlfriend right there. Why don't you, you know, y'all talk about having a baby. Right. Make your own child. Make your own dad pull. Look at what Tessa and Mariah decide to do. They like, shoot, we're going to go and adopt us a kid. <laughs> so, all right, did we cover everything? Um, yeah, I think so. All right, let us move it right along to the second half of the show, which is the bold and the beautiful. Hold on, let's me switch over. Okay, so the 10th. All right, so for the week of the 10th through the 14th, Paris' mother arrived in town. Hope sought an understanding with Steffi and Taylor. Carter met Paris and Zoe's mother, Grace, and Steffi asserted, oh, Steffi asserted that the Logans and Foresters were at war, which is stupid. Yeah. And Deacon professed his feelings for Brooke. Girl, I, I just, let's start with this whole thing. Steffi is era right now. She's what? Irritating. Oh, irritating. yeah. That's what my daughter says, era. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Steffi is trying to start some stuff. I mean, first of all, you throwing your mom. I wish Taylor would put her foot down and say, look, I stop pushing this man on me. I do too, because that's exactly what Steffi is doing. Is she's trying to push her dad on her mom, and Taylor has Taylor has told her he's married. Like I'm not, I'm not here to try to take um, your dad back, and she just is not listening. Nope. You know, and then she is talking about this whole thing, talking about the Logans and Foresters at war. What war? The only war that's happened is the one you create. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's it's pathetic because you just got a whole triangle with with um, Hope and Liam when when Finn came along, and now you're gonna throw your mom back into that whole chaotic thing with Brooke and Ridge. It's just 
I'm like, writer, stop. How many times do we have to go through this? If it ain't Hope, Liam, and 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 Steffi, it's either Brooke, Ridge, and Taylor. Mm-hmm. What do you bring that girl back here for? Only to throw her into a triangle. Specifically to do that, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, I see another story that they could possibly go somewhere with that would get us out of this whole thing, which is Thomas going after full custody for his son now. Yeah. Why not create a big storyline with that? Yeah, that'd be a good storyline. That would be a good storyline that now, you know, I'm healthy, I'm on my feet, why can't I go get my, because a lot of people are not happy about the fact about him not being able to just go get his son. Yeah, I it, to me that Hope is um, Douglas's uh, legal, legal mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. that whole thing is ridiculous, you know. And I mean, granted, Liam is his cousin's, I guess, second or third because his mom was his first cousin. Mm-hmm. But still, why can't you got a whole set of forces over here? If anybody needs to be, if that boy needs to be with anybody, that boy needs to be with Thomas. Yeah. Now, back then, no, that's been two years ago. That was in 2020. We are 2019 going to 2020. We in 2022. At what point do we get that boy back his son? Yeah. And even back then, it should have been um, Steffi or Bridge or um, Taylor. Taking custody exactly. of that little boy. There's no way on earth um, Hope should have been the one to adopt him or to take on guardianship. And the only reason that that was is because they made him so obsessed with Hope that that was a way to bring them two together. And then when the writers dropped the ball on that, now poor Douglas is stuck over there with Hope. Yeah. It's just that I, I am not happy with Bold right now. I really yeah. am. You know, I mean, sometimes they'll get a good storyline and it's great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But lately, it's just been trash. Yeah. You know, and I hate to say that, you know, because we're trying to recap the show. But it's like, you know, this whole thing with Carter and Paris is just ridiculous. Yes. And Zenday, he's talking to Carter and the man is just sitting up there lying to his face. By omission. Right. Yeah, Zenday sitting there talking about how good of a little do you know Carter is over here trying to make some moves on your girl. Yeah, and then from what I understand upcoming spoilers said they supposed to get into another intimate situation. I'm like, why y'all doing this? Y'all yeah. didn't y'all didn't do right in the first place by putting him with Zoe. Zoe looked a little bit too young for him. Now you're going to put Paris, who's younger, supposedly, than Zoe, with Carter. What are you right. doing? And my thing is with them, with Paris, because she makes it seem as if Zenday is a nuisance to her. Exactly. She irritated by him. Yeah. So my thing is, then you need to be honest. You're always... You need, need to be honest with him and tell him, him that you're, you're not into him. Exactly. You because all you you just want to, you know, be in casual relationships or whatever, and see what else is out there. Then 
you need to be honest with him and tell him that and stop acting like you know he's bothering you because but you know what she's doing the exact same thing zoe did remember um carter was proposed to zoe but she was chasing zenday right mm-hmm. and then now on the flip side zenday wants to propose to Paris, but now you 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 uh, eyeballing Carter. Mm-hmm. Girl, I, that's why I'm like, what are y'all doing? What the, y'all need some new writers or something? I mean, seriously. Yeah. The I only see, the ahead. only difference with her is that she didn't accept his proposal at least. Right, she didn't. That is true. But she still. But you're still in a relationship with this dude. It sounds like a relationship with her and and Paris does not is not reciprocating those feelings which that's that's why I'm saying like you know how much he is into you. Like he is about to propose to you. He's in love with you. And if you don't feel the same then you need to tell him that. It's not fair to him to allow him to think that there's a chance there with you guys if there's not like just be honest with them what's so hard about that what's so hard about telling him how you really feel about your relationship with him if you're as big on honesty as you're saying you are and like when she talks about him to carter she it's like it's like she's annoyed with him exactly you know and the thing is that girl have been pretty much been dismissive that's the perfect word she's been dismissive for a while now because when she was fiending over Finn and having these little wild fantasies about him she would skip dates with Zenday just to stay at Steffi's then when she was staying at the house with Thomas why would you move in and stay in the same house with that boy Right. When you could have either had Thomas move out, which he eventually did, you know, obviously the writers decide not to pursue that whole thing because people had issues with that too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she was very dismissive because there's no way, as a man, a lot of men ain't going to let you live with another man. Right. Or look at you and say, why are you doing this? You okay with this? Right. And then now you dismissive with this whole thing with Carter. And it's like, you know what, Zenday need to walk away. He just needs to walk away. Yeah. You know, she should be honest. Absolutely. But at the same time, at what point is Zenday going to look at this and like, this girl, I can't take her seriously. She don't want nothing. Yeah. Well, and because Paris isn't being straight up with him. Exactly. So he still thinks that there's a chance there for them. Because he even told Carter, like, he he said that he felt, he thinks that somebody tipped her off that um, it was like somebody tipped her off that he was going to propose to her. Mm-hmm. And then he said something about um, he's going to fight for her or, you know, do whatever it takes to fight for her or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he clearly thinks that there's still enough there for him to fight for their relationship. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's not because she clearly is not as into Zenday as she seemed to be in the very beginning. Right. Yeah. And that's I not mean, 
it's not fair, you know, and she needed to be honest with him. And I mean, granted, at that table, when she tried to keep him from proposing, she was like, oh, we need to keep things casual. You know, we're too young to do blah, 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 blah. So she put something out there, which is what stopped him from proposing. But if she mm-hmm. wants not to be with him and she wants to just be able to be openly dating who she wants, she needs to let that boy go. Yeah, she does. Because I go. know I couldn't have a casual relationship with somebody that I'm I'm a, enough in love with to where I would consider marrying that person. <clears throat> a casual relationship isn't going to work. <clears throat> right. Because I don't want to, I don't want to know that you're hanging out with some other girl, right? While I'm sitting at home pining over, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's either when it's like when you get to to that point in your feelings for somebody, it's either you have those same feelings for me, and we're gonna work on a relationship, mm-hmm. or I gotta let you go and move on because us being casual friends is not is not gonna work for me, right? Right. Yeah, I'm. I mean, they brought on Grace Buckingham at the mom. I'm like, okay, it looked like she's kind of peeping something going on the way Carter talks about Paris. But I'm like, yes. okay, so what's her purpose? I, I yeah, that's what I'm waiting to see. Cause she, to me, it seemed like she was side eyeing him. But today, right. Paris was like, um, or um, Carter was like, I'm surprised. Was so nice to me after what happened with Zoe, and Paris was like, "Well, that's because she knows um, you're a good person, and Zoe did you wrong, and blah blah blah." And I was like, "I, I thought she was side eyeing him. It didn't look to me like she was being super friendly towards him." Right, she gave him the side eye for real. Yeah, you know. So I'm wondering what that. What are they gonna put her in? Because a lot of people thought maybe she'll finds Carter attractive but I don't see that and she looks older than him I think a little bit right yeah I don't see that either I don't see that so what are you going to do with with this Grace Buckingham character on this show is she just going to be there as Paris's mom or are you going to give her a storyline and here's the other issue that a lot of people was having issues with why are you bringing on new characters when you got a whole nother set of other characters that ain't even on screen? So, mm. like, we got Bill popped in and out for Christmas. We haven't even seen Wyatt and Flo. Mm-hmm. You know, and other folks that, I mean, Shauna hasn't been around. Um, Donna, I guess, is gone because they fired her out of Forrester. So, I guess Jennifer Garis is just out. And then, you know, they got other long-standing actors and actresses. Heather Tom, she popped in and out for a minute when she was eyeballing Carter, and now she's out. Well, she's mm-hmm. not fired or anything, but she's just not on screen. Yeah. Why are you bringing new people on when you got other people who could need some storylines? Right. I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. I guess we'll figure out what they're going to do with this Grace character. But I just, I am just not feeling, I don't, I'm sick of the whole merry-go-round. You know, it's almost like they bank on the fact of this triangle. It's like, do these people work? 
Anybody got jobs? How about like, you know, I mean, even Victoria and Adam are going through a hostile takeover. I mean, can we do something like that? We got a fashion house. We got Spencer Publications. Do something with that instead of throwing Brooke and the Logans and, and the Forest of Girls uh, women into triangles over these two dudes. Yeah. I agree. I, that's just my I and you know and then it, okay so we talked about Steffi a little bit and then Thomas chime in today trying to tell and I'm like I kind of want Ridge to say look the girl fell off the wagon she's going mm-hmm. through something we've been to AA classes can you take a step back but he's not saying anything right so they keep pushing what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm with you. I was hoping that Ridge was going to tell them that she had a slip up with alcohol and that's that's what she's going through right now. So, mm-hmm. like you um, can you guys back off a little bit because she's we're dealing with that right now. Right. Um, but they're being pushy about it. And it's it's Honestly, it's none of their business, but because they're being so pushy about um, whatever, you know, whatever issues that they're having right now, it's, I I just want him to tell them so they can shut up. Although exactly. I feel like Steffi would be like, well, this is all because of Deacon. This is all because uh, she let yeah. Deacon her life happening. Right. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. could. I, I think if he wasn't going to tell them, he should have told them, you guys mind your business. Carry on with what's going on at work. Um, we can deal without Brooke for a while. And when she's ready to come back to work, she'll be here. I mean, and honestly, it is a health crisis. So even if he has said, look, she's dealing with a little health issues. Yeah. That would have probably shut them down because then they would go from, oh, she what's she up to, to Oh my God, is she okay? Right. But Ridge is sitting up there making all these funny faces. I'm like, dude, would you say something? Yeah. I mean, and they sound like eight year olds. Oh, I want my mommy and my daddy back and all. I, Y'all are grown. Nuts. Like you guys are not children. <laughs> exactly. That's something that Douglas would say. He's been saying it. Remember, he used to say that with Hope and Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, I can expect that coming from him, but not from Steffi and Thomas. Like, oh my God, we need our family back together. Y'all don't even live in the same house. You got a whole husband. Right. What are you talking about? Yeah, and then and Steffi talking about um, how he's got two families. He spends all his time with the Logans and uh, with Hope and Brooke with the Logan side of his family. He needs to be spending time with us. And it's like, again, you guys are adults. Why are you acting like you said, you guys are seven-year-old kids and you need your daddy at home? Exactly. Now, what did you think about Hope's response to Steffi and um, Taylor when she was like, you know, I need you to back off. You know, this is a time where I don't want you to pounce talking to Taylor. What do you think about what she had to say? Um, so I felt like Hope was out of line. Okay. Because 
you went over there, just like Steffi said, she wasn't going over, she wasn't, she didn't come over there to look for um, Douglas's football. She came over there for that purpose. Right. That was an excuse for her to come over there and talk to Taylor. And for her to tell Taylor, um, what did she say to Taylor? She said something like, she wants to make sure Taylor doesn't take advantage of the situation that Ridge, the issues that Ridge and um, Brooke are having. Um, she wants to make sure Taylor doesn't try to take advantage of that and interfere. Yeah, and exactly. it's- she said, she said, Hope acknowledged um, Taylor had heard Ridge and Brooke were having, were working through issues. Hope acknowledged that, but she didn't want Taylor to see it as an opportunity. <laughs> And I thought that that was, I thought it was rude and out of line. And I liked when Taylor said to her, um, do you, is there something that I've said or done or that you've seen me do to, to make you think, or that indicates that I'm trying to come between Ridge and your mom. And Hope was like, well, no, but I just want to make sure that you under that you give them their space and that you don't try to use this as an opportunity to to do that. And it's like, girl, if you don't go somewhere, yeah, don't come over here telling me. whole thing about stealing somebody? And I'm like, what? Yeah. I, huh. just, I, know, I just felt like that was very, I thought that was out of line. And Hope was wrong for doing that. Now, do we know that Taylor still has feelings for Ridge? Yes. Of course. But if Taylor has not, and, and you know what, even if she had, even if Taylor had told Ridge, I'm still in love with you. I want you back. Um, I don't care that you're, that you're married to Brooke. I'm going to do what I can to get you back. Taylor's not the one married. Ridge mm-hmm. is married. So while Brooke and Hope keep coming over to Taylor, telling her to give them some space and trying to make sure that she's not trying to interfere in their marriage. Ain't nobody said anything to Ridge. Nope. Because one thing that Steffi said that was right was that my she was like, my dad is a grown man. He will make his own decisions. And there's nothing that you or Brooke or anybody else can say to him to, you know, make him do something that he doesn't want to do. So mm-hmm. if Ridge decides that he wants to try to be with Taylor, then that's that's on Ridge. Right. That's what he's gonna do. So I, if they 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 come off as so insecure about Taylor, even when um, Liam and Hope were talking, um, Liam said something like, "Oh man, I, and I hear Taylor's back in town. How do you feel about that? Or how does your mom feel about that?" And um, Hope said something, you know, something like she was worried or. Uh, again about how she hopes that Taylor doesn't doesn't use the issues that they're having to take advantage of the situation. Right. And it's like, why are you guys, Taylor hasn't been around for 15 years. Why are you guys acting so insecure about her being there? You're, just I mean, what oh you worried about? But see, the only reason that they can feel that way is be, with even in the Hope and Steffi situation because Ridge and Liam are known to be wafflers. Exactly. So Ridge is who Hope and Brooke need to be talking to. Not exactly. To- <laughs> exactly. 
Because no matter what Taylor says or does, if Rich doesn't want to be with her, then Rich is going to say, look, you know, I I care about you. You're the, the mother of three of my children, but I'm happily married to Brooke, so this isn't happening. Yeah, because here's the thing. If that man ain't going nowhere and he's been steadfast, you ain't got nothing to worry about. There's no insecurity necessary if you automatically know and he know he's not going anywhere exactly yeah but because of the fact that there's history with people like ridge people like liam mm-hmm. who goes back and forth and back and forth and got these two families back and forth the women are shaking in their boots when one or the other come around because right. they know that there's a chance that ridge is going to do what he has historically done which is when Taylor is feeling, when he's feeling some kind of way about Taylor, he go over there. When he's feeling some kind of way about Brooke, he go back over there. Same thing with Liam. When he's feeling some kind of way about Steph, he goes over there. Back with Hope, he goes over there. And so when these women come around when he's not attached, he's attached to the opposite, that op, the one that he's with is always insecure because you know what that man has a possibility of doing. Exactly. So who, the conversation that needs to be had is not with Taylor. That conversation that needs to be had is, Riz, what are we doing? Right. I know Taylor's back in town. Are you going to turn your head? So, and the right. same thing, but Steffi is making this whole thing into a war yes. and about the Logans, and it's the Logans against the Foresters, and what she won't say that for. Because people in social media was like, hold on, you're not a forester, you're a Massimo. <laughs> Bring that up. Because they acted as if Eric has not been there from the beginning of when Ridge was born. And as if Eric isn't on Ridge's birth certificate. So regardless of the fact that Massimo is um, Ridge's biological father, mm-hmm. he grew up believing that Eric was his father. And that doesn't change when just because you find out that he's not your biological father. He's still your he's still that man's father. So no, he's not a Maroni. Yeah, mm-hmm. bi- bi- biologically, technically, yes, he is. But that's not who raised him. That's not who he grew up believing was his father. Right. Yeah, but they always throw that in there. But the other thing is Steffi, I mean Stephanie was married to to Eric Forrester. So she became a Forrester anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these people want to, they want to be so matter of fact about when it comes to that because they was definitely trying, they were roasting Steffi this week. <laughs> well, she I mean, did. it was. Now, I agree with the part about her trying to throw her mom back into this triangle and then trying to create a war. But all that other stuff about Massimo, and I'm like, y'all gonna go there. Yeah. So. That argument is is ridiculous. You don't don't throw somebody, uh, you don't just cast somebody aside because you find out they're not biologically um, your son or your father. That's not how it works. Nope. 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 So. I don't know. I just, like I said, I am over this whole triangle. I really am. I'm over the fact that they don't know what to do with Paris or Carter. Yeah. 
we used to didn't see Carter at all. Now, all of a sudden, you bring this man back, and this is what you give him. Right. Carter falling in love with a new woman every, every month. Every week. Every month. Yeah. I'm, right. <laughs> I'm just over that. You know? Yeah. Now, there was one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, you're always in the middle of somebody, somebody else's relationship. Exactly. And make him look desperate. You are an attorney who got COO or whatever. And you mean tell me you can't find your own girlfriend or your own right. wife? It, it's just, that's what I'm saying. The writers suck right now. Yeah. Why would you put him in a position where he looks pathetic? He chased after Quinn, got his heart broken because he, she went back to her husband. Mm-hmm. Then you had him play around with Katie who decided to back off and try to co-parent with Bill. And now you throw him in the middle of this thing with Zenday and Paris. And it's like, come on. Yeah. So, now let me ask you, this is the other final piece of this week. What did you think about today's episode with Deacon and his... Deacon, I was like, dude, now you overstepping boundaries. That girl told him like 10 times, I need you out of my house Mm -hmm. and I I don't want to be bothered with you like that. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. She so when he first walked in, the first thing she said to him was, "I don't care if you come over here to see Hope. Go up to the cabin, but there's no reason for you to be down here in the main house. You can't be here." And then mm-hmm. he tries to use a, "Well, you're going to make it obvious that something happened because, um, right? Because you all of a sudden had a change of heart. You don't want me around." And she never brought back up that she said, "I don't care if you go see Hope, but just don't come down here." Like that's not gonna that's not gonna seem weird because all she has to do is say, I'm respecting my husband. My right. husband doesn't want you around me. He doesn't want you here. So the best thing for you to do is whenever you're on their property, you're only going to see hope because you said that you want to repair your relationship with your daughter. I don't have anything to do with that. Right. So I, mm-hmm. no, so I was just gonna say, so his focus should have should always be on hope and he's he's screwing that up because he's work now yeah well i think he took it a little too far because she told him after she said all that and she said i told you to stay away and don't come back i don't care about all of that he says i can't stay away and mm-hmm. I want to be with you, and I want you in my life. I can't forget about you. And she kept telling him, no, I'm married. Mm-hmm. I cannot do this. And then he grabbed that girl, and I was like, ooh, that's not, that don't look good. Yeah. <laughs> I That didn't sit well with me. Yeah, me, yeah, I didn't like that either. I also Because, you know, it, and it wasn't like a romantic grab, like, come here and give me a kiss. She told you no several times, and she said, "I'm married. I'm in my. I want. I love my husband. I want to be with my husband." And then you grab this girl and that look in his eye, and I'm like, "Writers, do you really want to do this? Yeah, <laughs> you really not in this day and age. Do right. you really want to do this?" And here's the the other thing too. He technically in this situation, I feel like she could kind of say that he took advantage of that situation because she was drunk. Correct, because he could have said, you know what, 
Let me get Hope up here. You can't do that. He could have called, and Hope would have been like, oh, my God, Mom. And Hope, he would have won brownie points with Hope by right. her, you know, by letting her know so she could come up there and protect the mom. But like you said, he took advantage of it and was drinking too, knowing yeah. he's an alcoholic. Yeah, and they didn't show him go to a, a, a AA meeting. Right. Which was... Uh, I'm, I don't know, maybe, and he didn't like. I could maybe not show him, but he didn't even like reference or mention that he went to a meeting himself after he drank. Yeah, but he told her she need to go to one. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, like I said, I am just. I was not. My son was. I was watching, and he came in here, and he was like, "Mom, you are watching your show." I'm like, "I'm over it." <laughs> I mean, because. Like I said, I'm not going to rehash what we were just talking about with the other characters and stuff like that and other storylines, but why would you write the ending to this when that girl said no repeatedly and then she says, I, I'm married, I, I love my husband, and you grabbed that girl. I was like, dude, what are y'all? I, I just didn't like it. I just didn't. Yeah. You know, and then you ruin the character because if Hope finds out everything, she's going to be done with you. She can yeah. maybe get over some stuff with her mama, but she's going to be done with you. You're yes. Done. Yeah, because he he will have proved what Bridge and Steffi and Correct. Liam has been saying this whole time, this whole time about him was that he... He's uh, he doesn't truly care about repairing his relationship with his daughter. He's selfish and is looking out for himself and trying to gain something for himself. Now, let me ask you a question. He said something interesting. He said while under alcohol, it released hidden feelings in so many words because mm -hmm. they kissed. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? She said it was just because I was drunk. Um, I think I said this last week that I don't, I don't buy, I, and this is just from my experience. Mm -hmm. I would, I would never just start kissing somebody that I had no attraction right. for. <laughs> exactly. Like alcohol isn't going to make me do that. Right. So I do believe that she has, she still has some type of attraction to Deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that she can completely blame kissing him on the alcohol. Okay. Um, would she have done it if she was sober? Of course not. So I think drinking let those walls down and allowed her to, to feel comfortable in that moment doing it because, you know, she had been, she had been drinking and when you drink, you feel a little bit more free and you don't really think about, um, mm -hmm don't necessarily think about the consequences of things, but it doesn't change your feelings about somebody. Right. So I think that there probably must be an attraction there for her to have kissed him. Yeah. I mean, so maybe part of what Deacon was saying was right, even though in her sober mind, this is not what she wants. Yeah. So yeah, maybe did she feel a little spark or something? Probably. But the other part of this is the fact that 
in her sober mind, she know this ain't going to go nowhere with Deacon. She going to break up her marriage mm-hmm. to go and be with Deacon Sharp. And he actually think that's going to work. And then he turned around and said, at least Hope want us to have a family, be in a, as a family together. I'm like, dude, in what lifetime do you think that's going to work? Right. There's no way she's going to throw away her marriage with Ridge. Well, she might have if this kiss get out because the spoilers for next week is where we see um, Douglas having a conversation about what he saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's going to come out. Now, I'm here for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything else is just blah, blah, blah. But... um. Yeah, I, Deacon has shot himself in the foot. For a while, he stayed at bay. You know what I mean? Yep. But he crossed the line after New Year's Eve, and then this is even worse. You showed up to that girl, that woman's house. Right. Walk right in, knowing what has happened, and you just going to throw all that to the wind and say, no, I can't stay away from you. Yeah, I don't know what... what planet earth he thinks that he's going to get what he wants when it comes to Brooke no and what's going to end up happening unless the writers do decide to go that route if it does come out from Douglas that oh I saw my grandma kissing Santa Claus and she actually saw you know they validate that and then questions come up Mm -hmm. and it blows this whole thing open Ridge is definitely gonna run the Taylor. We are, it's just it's inevitable because that's what the writers do. Yeah. But does that leave Brooke open for Deacon? Or is she gonna be is she gonna now allow him the space to be there? I don't know. It depends on what the writers are gonna do with this situation. Yeah, I don't even see it happening then because I she's gonna fight tooth and nail to get Ridge to not leave her. So do you think Deacon is going to be ousted again? Because Hope ain't going to want to have nothing to do with him, especially with the drinking. Um, yes, I think he will. Okay. Then what the, what the heck did you bring this man back to the show for? Yeah. You know, and the same thing with Sheila. I haven't even seen Finn. Yeah, we ain't seen Finn, I think, for a couple of weeks now, right? Exactly. So I don't know if something happened off camera or whatever because, you know, a lot of folks has been affected by Omi, Omicron. So I don't know. I'm not saying that that's his case, but I know they've been limiting spaces where they p- keep people and stuff like that. So because we've seen a lot of characters off over there. We haven't seen any Phyllis. We haven't seen any um, Billy, you know, so I think they're kind of spacing out. And Jack has been missing, too. So, you know, I guess certain characters, you know, we, you know, they've been actually taking them off screen for a period of time. But, um, yeah, I, this whole thing blow up, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. So. Yep. And I ain't going to feel sorry for Deacon either because he he did this to himself. Yeah. And uh, what are you going to do with Sheila? Is she ever going to get a relationship with Finn? Or y'all just going to have her lurking in the background trying to blow up Brooke's life because of what she said? 
<laughs> I mean, because she's the one that started this with that whole alcohol thing. Yeah. You know, don't nobody know what's going on, but I wonder is that going to get out too? I don't see how it would. I don't. Yeah, I don't see how that would get out unless mm-hmm. Sheila herself um, slips up and tells Deacon what she did. Yeah, that's true. Or Taylor. Or Taylor, yeah, because you know she's been sniffing around Taylor a little bit too. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Did we cover everything? I guess. Yeah, I think we did. I think we did, girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me see. Do we have any bold news this week? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, uh, let's see. Do we do we do it? Steffi Carter, uh, same old blah blah blah. Two new characters will be added on canvas. One is expected, and the other one's a new employee. So we saw the new relative, which is Zoe and Paris's mom. But who's the new employee? I guess that's coming up. Hmm. Whatever. <laughs> You know, I like I said, I've been more interested in Young and the Restless this week because of everything that's going on with, you know, Newman Media and Devon and all of this stuff, so. Yeah. All right, so let's do our final um, part of the show, which is to flip the script. What do you got for this week? Um. So my Y&R flip was um, when Adam and Lily were talking instead of Adam going back and forth with Lily about Billy um, I, it would have been nice to for him to have just like cut that conversation short and wow. just told her like look there was no ulterior motive behind that text um, I was genuinely just wishing you luck if you don't believe that that's on you, but I'm busy. I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation with Billy and, or not with Billy, with you about mm-hmm. Billy, um, about what's going on in his life right now. So, have a good day. I'll see you later. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. And what you got for both? And then my bulk flip was instead of Taylor and uh, Taylor Hope and Steffi having that whole conversation about um ridge the moment that hope said to her um i just want you to know i i just want to make sure that you don't plan on taking advantage of this situation that's going on especially what hope said um have i made myself clear or are we clear about that or whatever it was she said um i i would have liked for taylor had said to say to her um, I understand your concern. I haven't said or done anything to give anybody any indication that I'm trying to come between your mom and Ridge. But Ridge is his own man. He'll make his own decisions. Um, if you want to talk to anybody about what's going on 
when it comes to your mom and their marriage, you need to go talk to him about that, not me, because I can't control whatever decisions he decides to make. And just left it at that. Gotcha. Instead of going back and forth with her about that stuff. The the nerve the nerve of her to come in there and, and talk to her like that. I didn't like that at all. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. So my flip the script for the for this week um would have been the whole situation um in regards to um I said, oh my god, I just lost my train of thought. But my my son just sent me a text message about pizza, and it just threw me <laughs> off. <laughs> anyway. Um, so when Devon had said that he's going for chair, chair custody, I would have threw him out right there. I don't even want to hear nothing else. Get out of my house. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what this contract was. You know what you signed up for. You're the donor. I don't care what you think about my husband. We're working through this. We're new parents. Yes, he just, I had to find him and bring him back home. Well, he, we thought he was dead. Now he's back home. He's a father. I got to let him do what he's supposed to be doing. Throw him out. I don't even want to hear about psychological nothing. Get out. You know what the contract is. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Bold and the Beautiful, I locked the door. At what point do you guys lock doors on the show? <laughs> Seriously. Never. People, never. Hope walked in to uh, what you call his house, Steffi's house. Then we saw Deacon walk in. It's like, do y'all, do y'all lock y'all door? <laughs> so my flip the script for this week is Bold and Beautiful, please lock your doors so folks can't just waltz and sashay right into your house. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, she should have turned Deacon around right at that door and said, you know what, leave. Oh, no, I don't want to leave. Then I'm going to call Hope and I'm going to let her know what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I, I can guarantee you she he would have turned around then. Because he's definitely trying to save face with Hope. If Brooke had said, you know what, if you don't leave, I'm going to tell Hope that you're what you're doing. But that would also mean maybe possibly. And well, no, not that she didn't have to blow up her spot. Cause he would have ran. He wouldn't have, there's no way he would have stuck around if Brooke put that on the table. Yep. So that's what I would do. Oh, you wanna leave? Okay, let me call Hope. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I okay, okay, okay. So, yep, that's my flip the script for this week. So, um, I enjoyed being restless a lot more this week, I would say, than I did with the Bold and Beautiful. Yeah, the Bold and Beautiful was just very frustrating. Yeah, it's typical. It's the same. Y'all recycling the same old BS, and y'all taking Paris and Carter down this pathway of nowhere. So, right. that's all I have. Well, I hope you enjoyed our recap, you guys. We enjoy bringing you content every week with regards to the Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful. We are, again, in our third season. So thank you so much for supporting us, 
from uh, season one to now season three. And until <laughs> next week, have a good one. Bye, Bye. everybody. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.